This is Things You Might Not Have Heard. I am Jay Cleveland Payne, and I'm ready to present to you yesterday's latest in information, politics, current events, and pop culture, and a lot going on for the first day of the year. Today is the second day of 2024, January the 2nd, and this is your go-to supplemental source for both mainstream and unconventional news stories that you may have missed with a little added context mixed in. In the queue today, eight stories from yesterday that you deemed as conversational. I put them together in this little melee we call the, the Things You Might Have Heard update, and some today things will pop up at the end of this thing as well so stick around for all the headlines that we have we'll explain how the vetting process goes to get the stories here get you guys updated on the day and have some fun along the way our website is this is a conversation project.com stop by there for more information about how we do things quick hydration break and of course email us at the conversation inbox at gmail.com anytime you want to to ask us questions tell us things to do and get things going now let's get into the news for yesterday into today tuesday january 2nd edition of things you might have heard is now underway headline number one begins with this one and they're in no particular order this is just the order that they were pulled into once we shuffle them around Breaking news for Japan happening every single day right now as I'm recording this live, 5.50 a.m. Uh, Central Time on Tuesday the 2nd. Uh, they're dealing with a breaking news story where a Japanese airliner uh, blurs into flames after it landed in Japan and Tokyo. Yesterday, as we were waking up and everyone was doing the lazy day of no news for the first of the year, uh, Japan was waking up or actually going through that the end of the day of a massive earthquake, a big earthquake hitting Japan, uh, causing evacuations. And this is a rare one where it's happening on the other coast. 7.4 magnitude quake stuck the coast of Japan. Normally they are on the east coast, or the, and this time was on the west coast. It's one of those those odd things that happened. Uh, no real significant loss of life. There have been some lives lost in the issues. Uh, they were worried about issues to the nuclear power plants. Nothing there going on as well. But tsunami warnings going off essentially all day long. Nothing major happening other than the very, very large earthquake to wake up on New Year's Day for the folks in Japan. That was the biggest story because it was the biggest story and it had people scrambling, a lot of newscasters who were doing essentially the, you know, the tape stuff or the best of stuff in the morning had to take over to do live coverage of the earthquake in Japan. The biggest story in America, unfortunately, was a Japanese earthquake happening that morning. Our second headline for this morning has the reading of this one. Actor Ian Zierling, don't call him Ian, uh, takes a beating from many bikers in Hollywood on New Year's, New Year's Eve. This is a, just an odd one that popped up. He was involved in an altercation with many bike riders, not like, you know, Hell's Angels, like people riding mini bikes in Hollywood on New Year's Eve. The incident was captured on camera because everyone has a camera and they were kind of watching because Ian was there, uh, or Ian was there, I should say. Zierling uh, um, was essentially fighting with the guys. The reason behind the thing is not exactly clear, but it's it happened. Uh, there'll be more details coming up there or just what's happening. It's it's It was just sort of the, the thing that... Sh Wrapping up the year 2023, no one thought Ian Zierling, Ian Zierling, Zierling would be popping up on anyone's radar uh, fighting mini bikers on New Year's Eve to get out of the year. But it happened. It definitely happened. It was a big deal. A lot of people chatting that one up throughout the day. Our story in the number three spot this morning has a headline of this one. Kirby Smart. After Georgia football 63-3 route of Florida State. Quote. They need to fix this. 
Kirby Smart, who was the uh, defending national champion, and basically Georgia being the powerhouse that if there's not Alabama, they're going to take it to the, the house for the championship, got blasted, kind of got cheated out of a shot to go to the national championship this year. So the five and six, the basically the runner-ups in the, in, the, in the deals, had a chance to play in a bowl game where it was lopsided. Kirby Smart brought the whole crew with them for, for the state who thought they were they basically thought, you know, they got robbed. Uh, they had a whole bunch of injuries already, so they had to fight their way to get there. And most of the team decided, you know what, we're not playing this. We're all declaring for the draft. So essentially nobody showed up. When nobody shows up, you know, yeah, if if a team dresses out, there's a chance to win. But when none of the actual talent dresses up, there's a chance to get blown out. And that's what happened. Kirby Smart said, essentially, you got to fix this. you got to make sure that uh, when you have matchups and bowl games, and there's been a lot of lopsided bowl games this season, they need to mean something. Now, next season, they go from the four-team playoff to a very expanded, very big playoff system, which is going to be weird, and essentially killing the bowl system. We will see how this thing plays out going forward in the big playoff and whether it's a more fair, more equitable chance for a championship, which is what we should be looking for. The pageantry of the bowls, essentially a very much a thing of the past, and it's something that we as football fans and college fans, alumni, just going to have to kind of get used to because it's going to change. Is no, no, no. If it's changing, literally next season. I'm not sure why KJ Jefferson is a national story, but it ties into the last story on Georgia and Florida State. Florida State essentially all their players decided they're not playing because it wasn't worth playing for. KJ Jefferson is a quarterback for the Arkansas Razorbacks. At least he was as until a couple of days ago. He went into the transfer portal and now he's going to UCF, University of Central Florida. And there's a lot of storylines in this mix-up. UCF's current coach is a man who got his coaching start on the college level, Gus Malzahn, who, of course, won national championships, did big things and did a bunch of stuff, but also epitomizes the uh, whole, you know, college football coaches are really kind of not so great people vibe. And a lot of people here in Arkansas don't like him. Although KJ Jefferson going to UFC means he's going to get a chance to get a great start. And he's a great quarterback. So maybe with a team built around him or a team that will basically let him do his thing, he'll have some sh a chance to shine. Plus, he won't be playing in such a larger division with larger matchups. When he's not playing against Alabama and Tennessee and Auburn and LSU every week, you get a chance to um, shine over the small competition. Will UCF go to the national championship next year? Chances are unlikely, but K.J. Jefferson is looking for a chance to show off his skills in a place where he's not overshined by just sort of the weird politics of college football and the weirdness that is college football fans in Arkansas. So he'll have a chance to basically rub up his resume and get a shot for a better shot in the pros as opposed to just playing for pride at Arkansas. I'm not sure why he particularly is such a national look, mostly because his numbers are, are great and he rivals everybody else that's on the top level. He just plays for a team in a conference and in a look that's all sort of weird. Plus, SEC does the realignment next year, so it's just going to be that much more distraction. He's going someplace that's a little bit more, bit more sheltered, if you will. There's nothing wrong with that when you're trying to basically up your resume. Conor McGregor says he's returning to International Fight Week at International Fight Week to face Michael Chandler. Conor McGregor's coming back to the UFC uh, because... He needs something to do. He might need some money. He's probably just, you know, a little bored, to be fact. In fact, he'll face Michael Chandler in a middleweight bout, the division neither has competed in. 
So there's something new. He's going to hit the weight class and middleweight because he's never been there. Uh, come back after hiatus, which creates a significant intuition in the MMA community. People like Conor McGregor, people like seeing him out there fighting, people like hearing his run in his mouth. We'll see how lucrative this will be for MMA and UFC. Taylor Swift, because we can't get away from Taylor Swift, this thrones Elvis as a solo artist with the most weeks at the top of the Billboard 200 chart. Surpassing Elvis Presley in terms of most weeks at number one for the solo artist, her re-recorded album, 1989, Taylor's version, helped her achieve this milestone, marking the significant achievements that already story career. Basically, she did everything already. Now she's doing even more things that you didn't think about. The new record reflects her enduring popularity and influence in the music industry. No one can escape Taylor Swift. Literally, no one can escape Taylor Swift. NFL football can't escape Taylor Swift. Uh, the movies can't escape Taylor Swift. Lawsuits can't escape Taylor Swift. No one can escape Taylor Swift. The only person who can rival her is Beyonce. And since they're pals, you know, one and two ain't so bad when you're going that, that route. So Taylor Swift overtaking now Elvis, top solo artist in the top of the Billboard 200 chart. Because she's got that juice. Number seven today. Google Maps causes divorce after husband spots cheating wife cuddling another man. Now, here's the interesting part about this story. Google Maps showed a picture of a woman cuddling up with a dude and that was not the woman's husband in their yard uh, as a guy was looking to plan out a route for a, a trip. The picture was like years old. It was like the Google car drove by like five, six, seven years prior, snapped the picture, and it was just there because it hadn't driven by again. However, she he confronted her. It was a back and forth. She was like, yeah, it's some other dude. And it led to the eventual divorce. Check out the link for the story because it's much more detailed and much more interesting, a little bit tragic, a little sad. It's all the emotions you want in these stories. Uh, but not much to say in the update here. Literally, a guy was on Google Maps, looked at his house, saw his wife canoodling with some other dude, and they no longer are together at this moment. And the story for number eight today. Missing foreign exchange student found inside tent in Utah in cyber kidnapping. This is another one you need to read the full story on because this one, this one is trippy. A missing foreign exchange student in Utah was safely found after being a victim of a cyber kidnapping scheme. Uh, the student uh, parents received a photo from the alleged kidnappers demanding $80,000. Student was missing since Thursday, but was later found camping in cold temperatures. The FBI is investigating similar cases targeting foreign exchange students where this incident highlights the emerging issue of cyber kidnapping where kidnappers use digital means to extort money. Now, go deeper into the story on whether he was actually like being held at gunpoint or whether he's just out there. But essentially, anybody can ask other folks. It's just like when you get, you know, the calls from grandma or grandma gets a, gets a call from someone saying, I'm in jail, I need money for bail, and they get the money and it's wired and all of a sudden it, it's gone. This is essentially what's happening and they're really targeting foreign exchange students because it's hard to verify this if your parents are in another nation across the ocean that you can't really get to. In our errors, omissions, and apology section, we are going to, um, this is a story, we, this is where we talk about things that we messed up and we're not going to talk about anything particularly messed up because we had messed things up Significantly, yet second day of the year, you know, it's only so much stuff you can do. Uh, other than the fact that we, uh, you know, we've had some some glitches in yesterday's new start with some added stuff, and we'll see what these added things will actually add to the issue and how you know how many things it make the things too long to do. However, we do have one omission story that we want to get in there, and it's we had a lot of people who actually passed in the last few days of the year and rolling into the, the first. 
Shecky Green, who seems like it joked most people because he died at the age of 97, he's a legendary Las Vegas stand-up comedian. I worked with the big names, Nacho and Elvis, back in the day, and he just sort of became sort of to a middle-aged or a younger uh, baby boom generation. It just sort of became a, a punchline to a joke, essentially. Uh, the and, and the jokes are over, and the sadness is in for Shecky Green, who passed on New Year's Eve, late New Year's Eve, basically the last big name, of course, of the New Year to pass at the age of 97. Now, let's talk about how stories get into our feeds. This is the teaser story and how we tell you how you can be a part of the conversation, how you make things work around here. What we do is we post new stories every 50 minutes or so on our feeds. That's our links on Facebook and Twitter or X. And all you do is check your Twitter and X. Check your folks, check your feeds, see what's going on in your life. And as you see our stories pop up in the feeds, engage in them. Click a, a like, click the heart for Twitter, uh, the love, the hate, the the little mean face with steam coming out of it. And share the, the, the links with other folks if you think they're interesting. Read the stories, please, so you know what's going on. And your engagement score tells us what to talk about. Every day we pull the stories uh, for, for about 4.55 in the morning. And we, oh, actually about 4 in the morning, I'm going to say 5 o'clock. We're on the final stages of uh, wrapping things up. And we'll pull them. We put them into a spreadsheet that weighs out the actual engagement from, from both sites and gives us a score from top to bottom, a real number score. The top 15 stories from Tuesday today through Friday get a look because they're the top 15 or top half of a day story. The top 30 stories, which are the top third of a weekend story, uh, goes into the Monday. So yesterday we gave you 10 stories from 30. Today we gave you 8 from 15. And that's how we'll do for the rest of the week. Is this story one we'll talk about? Probably not because of the timing of it, but it, we'll, we'll come back to it in a moment. The headline we're teasing for the day is been. Well, actually, this is a bit different. I forgot. I was going to go with the actual matchup for the college football championship, but this one popped up. I didn't watch the game because I watched the first game and was engaged in something else for the later game. Here's what we could talk about, which may actually last today. ESPN apologizes for shutting down, showing video of women flashing breasts during Sugar Bowl broadcast. We're going to leave it at that. Is this what you want to talk about tomorrow? Make this a top 15 story and we will put it into the eight that will get into the lineup for tomorrow. I will guarantee you that one. But there was a bit of a uh, hanky panky happening apparently at the Sugar Bowl. Uh, you want to go deeper into this one? Check out the link of the story when it gets posted into the feeds. And if you want to really chat it up, give some likes, give some loves, give some hates, engage in it. And we will chat this bad boy up because uh, I think this is one worth getting a little extra love too pun intended now let's go to our sponsor that we're going to spotlight for this morning that happens to be the chess store if you didn't get the best gift of the season at the end of the christmas season give yourself the gift of a great chess set now you may scoff at why would i want to get to give myself a gift of a great chess set because number one it's art it's art. You can live around them. It's got great chess pieces, great chess sets uh, that you can put on your coffee table. You can put a big old chess piece on your mantle, things like that, that are conversational pieces that people will love. Number two, it's one of the greatest games ever. It's not that hard to learn. It's really not that hard to master, but it's sometimes it's hard to win. Trust me, my 11-year-old beats me all the time because, well, she's smarter than, than any of us in the house, so that's really not anything surprising. But... Chess Store offers up the finest chess sets, repercussions of repercussions. There are repercussions for me losing chess to my daughter. Uh, rep reproductions of famous chess sets, beautiful sets in metal, in wood, in glass. And if you're a travel chess person, you like to take your chess on the road, the best 
travel chest accessories that don't look like cheesy pieces from the dollar store. Not knocking dollar stores, but hey, it's easier to walk around with a beautiful chest set to pull out at the airport to play with or out in the park to play with as opposed to the cheesy set from the dollar store. Check it out at the chest store, our link for our affiliates. So if you click this link and use this link, then guess what? We get a little bit of a cut as a part of a commission. This is a conversationproject.com slash the chest store. This is a conversationproject.com slash the chest store. Use our link. It's an affiliate. It helps us keep things going here at the conversation project. By the way, the Conversation Project lives online at this is a conversationproject.com. Stop by our website and see what you can do to help us do more things. We can do the biggest thing you can always do is just be a part of the show. Go to the feeds and click the links that you see for the stories you have and engage. Engage in the stories to tell us what stories we're talking about every single day. We don't just pick the stories at random. We put them out there sort of at random in the feeds throughout the day uh, as best as possible when they're engaging, when people get into them. And as you see them, you tell us which ones are more interesting to talk about. Now, at the end of the week, we'll tell you which stories you purely said were top 10 stories and ones by your peer engagement. But throughout the week, we mix in the ones that kind of fit the big story. You help us fit the big story by helping us write the story. Go to the feeds on Facebook and Twitter, engage in those. Go to your email machine and email us at the conversation inbox at gmail.com. Do it. Do it when you're done with today's video or audio if you're listening. And let us know what we can do to improve on things. It's going to be a little weird in the next couple days and weeks, should say, as we're trying to engage and bring a bunch of things into place that should work here um, going forward. We'll see how that goes on. If you deem us worthy, check out our partnerships page. Because part of the reason why we're having such a flux of issues of getting things to work is we need to hire some more people for a larger team and we need your help on that one. Go to the partnerships page and directly help fund the partnership, directly help fund what's going on here and get a direct line to basically peg me in the head with things going on. I would appreciate that as well. Everything is appreciated around here. Now, let's get to the fun stuff. I told you you had headlines, so you have your day started with some news to talk about. We did the salesy stuff, the marketing, all that great stuff. The fun stuff happens every single weekday morning here on The Conversation Project. And the fun stuff always begins with birthdays. Always begins with birthdays because they're the funnest of the fun stuff. Giving love to someone is always great. We're kicking things off with Gabriel Carteris, who is 62 years old today. Now, here's the thing. Gabriel Carteris is, of course, most famous from playing Andrea 90210. And back in the day, when the show was on 30 years ago, she was 30. And people were like freaking out because she was playing a teenager and she was in her 30s. And it was kind of the, the big deal back in the day. Uh, it's just sort of ironic or coincidental or just sort of weird karma that um, Ian Zierling is in the... Um, Ian Zierling is in the um, the news for getting beat up by mini bikers and it mixed into the same day. But there you have it. Happy birthday to Gabriel Carteris, 62 years old on the day. Also, quick love to Cuba Gooding Jr. and Tay Diggs as well. For our history lesson of today, uh, back in 2022, all the way back in 2022, way, way back when, Buffalo Bills safely DeMar Hamlin collapsed on the field after making a tackle on Monday night football against the Cincinnati Bengals. This was a shot that essentially freaked the world out, uh, being hit right in the right spot at the right place, which essentially shocked his heart, had him essentially down for, for a while. Uh, they, they, they were able to get him off the field, come to the hospital. And he's actually playing, he played, you know, this season, he's actually set out for a bit, uh, from what's going on. The whole incident was just one of those things that you don't expect to happen. And you thought it would have been a whole lot worse. People were believing that the man may, may have died on the field. 
luckily that's not the case. And very luckily, Demar Hamlin, who um, at that point in time was sort of a, a just he was beloved in Buffalo and just sort of a minor player on the field, uh, got a chance to get some national attention, got a chance to give national attention to the issue and raise the platform and is doing his the best with the platform he has. Apparently fairly good guy. Demar Hamlin doing well, played this season, although the Bills are kind of iffy this year, but going forward with that one. And today, we bring celebration to World Introvert Day. Introverts worldwide get to celebrate the world, or celebrate themselves, on January 2nd, the day after all the end of the big festivities. So you're lapping it up on New Year's Eve. You're kind of still dealing with New Year's Day. Afterwards, everybody sort of shuts up for a while. And that's why introverts get this day, January the 2nd. So find an introvert and leave them the hell alone today. That's all you need to do. How do you celebrate World Introvert Day? Leave them the hell alone. That's all you need to do. Our poll question for this morning, I told you we'd get back to the big game. And the big game, now going to come up for next Monday, is Michigan versus Washington. What we have is the number one and the number two teams in the playoffs uh, are playing, marching against each other, which is what you should have, essentially. But um, it's a bit controversial as Michigan, who got the win over Alabama because Alabama could not pull off a last-minute play, but everyone's saying, well, Michigan, they're still a bunch of cheaters anyway. And Washington, uh, who basically got it because Texas couldn't basically, basically couldn't make it. While, while Texas was the darling of the teams as they are leaving their conference and going to the SEC this upcoming year, the last year, uh, to, to take this for their conference. Uh, they're going to the new conference. And we'll see how this plays out. It is Michigan versus Washington, whether you like it or not. Is this the best matchup for the 2024 College Football Championship? Tell us yay or nay by going to the link at our website. This is a conversationproject.com. Click on the daily poll and vote your conscience or vote against Michigan, whichever way you're going to go with that one. With that, we are wrapping up for the Shizzo to Zay. This has been the Tuesday, January 2nd edition of Things You Might Have Heard. I am Jay Cleveland Payne. Thank you so much for joining us for the program. As we've been saying, we've added some things in, we've moved some things around, we've shuffled things going forward, and we've worked on the scripting part. So hopefully the words coming out of my mouth are sounding more clear or more better, more interesting. It takes a little more time, so we're needing some help. So if you are willing to provide, check out our partnerships page or visit some of our sponsors to help us get more things done here. Make sure you go into our feeds and feeding us the news we need to be talking about because you tell us what to talk about and email us with anything you want to work on as well. Stay limber, stay hydrated, stay on task for all the grand things you're here to do. It didn't, oh yeah, it did change the, the, the lighting over that. If you're, if you're watching, if you're listening to the audio, what I just did makes no sense, but just, just go with me. Something changed. It's, it's, it's there. Uh, but we enjoy, we enjoy you. Hopefully you enjoy us. Let us know how things are going in your email responses as well. Love you. Mean it. Let's go out there and have a great start to the week. Start to the real year as most people actually go back to work today. And we'll see how well we do for this day and put it all together for another great edition of eight stories that you will tell us we're conversational chat about for tomorrow's edition. 